On the All American Dream Podcast, we are a team of title experts on a mission to provide valuable and tangible advice that will help you grow into the best version of yourself, both personally and professionally. This kind of growth takes time and effort, but we're here for the long haul and ready to put in the work. Are you? Lindsay B. is the CEO owner of Engel and Vogers Minneapolis and has been in the real estate industry since the age of 22. She became an expert in new construction, relocation, and the luxury market, and as a result, was named top 10 real estate advisors at Engel and Vogers globally. But her favorite job is the title of mommy to her five beautiful daughters with her husband. We can't wait to hear more about what Lindsay balances with life, family, and success all at once. Well, thank you, Lindsay, so much for being here today. Thank you for the invite. I'm excited, excited to talk with you, ladies. So, um, as you guys know, Lindsay, um, well, you're the broker. I am a co-owner. Co-owner. Yep, Jeff holds the broker okay. license, but we co-own the broker. Okay, yep. of Engel and Volkers. So, tell me about, I knew you previously before that, so what drew you into Engel and Volkers? That's a really great question. So... Um, never did I ever <laughs> think, Sounds like a game. I know, right? Think that I, I didn't have interests or aspirations of owning a brokerage, honestly. I absolutely love our industry. I love selling. I love helping people find the place that they call home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've, you know, since I started in this industry at a very young age, I, I've always felt like this is where I was meant to be. Um, but I didn't anticipate that piece of it. So um, about six months before Engel and Volkers reached out to Jeff and I initially, we had partnered at Remax. Um, mm-hmm. I had a very successful, you know, personal selling business, a couple of assistants. We just had a really great thing going. And then Jeff and I had a really great team together. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest thing for us is on our team, we had surrounded ourselves and each other with really great people. Um, And with that, we were very successful, but it looked different than a lot of kind of, you know, the way that a lot of people practice real estate. It was very collaborative. It was very, um, it was just, it's so much more fun to do it with other people than do it alone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were really happy at the brokerage that we were at. There weren't, you know, big holes missing for us or anything like that. We Mm -hmm. just kind of were heads down. Let's, let's grind it, help people. And create this amazing experience for people as they're buying and selling homes. Um, and so it was specifically when Engel and Volkers reached out to us, it was a combination of their consistent, beautiful branding. I have a marketing degree, so branding and, and you know, all of that's always been really important to me. And it's very normal in our industry for agents to brand themselves and kind of brand away from their brand. And we were actually really drawn to the fact that Engel Volkers is so consistent and it has a brand that you're proud to put your name next to and and with. So you don't have to brand away from it. And there's power in that. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, recognition in that. When our clients are traveling, they'll often see an E&V office. All the time. Think of us and send us pictures. And And they always look the same and they look great and beautiful. Exactly, yep. And so, I mean, that was huge. We met the leadership, you know, eventually Jeff and I flew to New York City and met the leadership. We were blown away by the people who were running the company kind of from the top down. That was really important to us because if we were going to step into these ownership roles, 
we're huge believers in mentorship and leadership, you know, above us as well. So we wanted to know who would we be, you know, connecting with and mm-hmm. learning from and talking to. So the leadership team was amazing. And the people that make up this company, it's a brokerage that truly does have values. You know, we have three core values at the brokerage and and they really stay true to that. Christian Volkers, who was one of the founders of Engel Volkers, is still very much a part of the company today. And he hasn't faltered from the company that he wanted to build, a company based on competence and based on passion and just true red carpet service. And so this you know, boutique style brokerage, but global presence, it's really, really rare. I mean, it really doesn't exist with any other real estate company or brokerage. I love that. So it it truly was this brand specifically that made us really passionate about opening it. And it, it really honestly was a passion project for Jeff and I. It was you know, we felt like our industry could use a shake up. It could use a little bit of redefinition coming out of Uh, the foreclosure world and then you know a market that kind of turned around and turned into a seller's market it it, there was just a space for a new company and a new brand in town that was just really focused on the customer experience and and remaining small we don't have an interest in hiring 2,000 agents and just being this huge company and do you um, hire off core values we do. We're very picky about who we hire. Um, we hire people first. Uh, you can teach production. You can teach how to sell homes. There's certain untangible pieces that we look for in people. And we require full time, which is very, very rare as well. You know, I mean, I love much. that as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, be a, it's a big agent. deal. I know. You're helping people buy and sell the biggest assets they'll ever own. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of cliche and you hear it all the time, but you wouldn't go to a part-time surgeon for surgery. You wouldn't go to yeah. a, you probably wouldn't go to a part-time dentist, Yeah, yeah. dentist, even financial advisor, you know, right. you want somebody right. that this is what they do all the time. And it really, from a consumer protection standpoint too, you, you should, if you're going to do it, you should do it all the way, right? Because if you are negotiating for a buyer or you're helping a seller sell a home, um, to do this on a regular basis and to have that skill set and that knowledge base and the availability, you know, without being in another job, for example, when calls are coming in or whatever. There's just there's so much to that and behind that on what's truly best for the industry or the consumers. Um, and so just kind of bringing some of those standards back to to the brokerage and really staying true to those is important to us. Right. And how many years have you been affiliated with them? So we just had our seventh anniversary in August. Seven years, okay. And how many locations are around? We have four currently. We have downtown was our first shop. Yeah. Uh, Lake Minnetonka, Blaine, Prior Lake was our most recent opening. Okay, I think I did drive by that one the other day. It's really, really cute. You have to stop in. It's beautiful. Um, It's right on the main Main Street and Prior mm-hmm. Lake. So, and then uh, we are. I I don't know if I can say where the next one's opening yet, but we're in in the works on opening our fifth location right now. Awesome! Congratulations. Thank you. So to rewind a little bit, what drew you to real estate? Because you said you had a you you went to college and went mm-hmm. to school for marketing, yep. right? And you've also said that you knew that this was a place for you in the real estate industry, right? So, what drew you in? Do you have like 
you know, your mom? Did someone else do this, you know, prior that you were like, okay, I definitely know I want to be, because I can tell you, I didn't graduate college and was like, I know I'm going to do title. That's for me. me So uh, (laughs) what drew you in to um, getting your, you know, being a real estate agent? Great question. I, growing up, I wanted to teach second grade. I love Hmm. kids. I have five of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love kids. I love education. I, I did have um, a grandma and an aunt in education. And so I was really drawn to that world. Grew up with a mom who did daycare so that she could stay home with us. And so I would literally come home from elementary school with like worksheets from my teachers and teach the daycare kids. And How fun. Yeah. So that was kind of my passion. And And as I continued to go through high school and you do different, you know, counseling or assessments on what are your strengths and Mm -hmm, all those different things, mm -hmm. there was, you know, that, that really did fit, but there was also kind of this other side to my personality, my interests that was a bit more entrepreneurial. And my dad was a financial advisor and my best friend's dad is a real estate advisor. So I did grow up with that background too, you know, seeing these two main men in my life who who had these careers that were commission-based, what you get in, you, you get out. And, you know, while I saw them work very, very, very hard, I also had, you know, a dad who was my biggest fan at all of my sporting events and, mm-hmm. and different things like that. And so um, it was actually a conversation with my dad that kind of changed my mind. So my senior year of high school, I had an adjunct professor from the U of M teach a marketing class at our high school. And I took his class and kind of fell in love with marketing and the creativity behind it and and some of the other facets. So I was talking to my dad one night and trying to determine my path as I was headed to St. Thomas. And he said, if there are two things that you equally love, choose the path where there's an opportunity to make more money. Financial freedom is huge. Uh, I could get that teaching that love of teaching in other aspects. I could, I taught Sunday school, I taught vacation Bible school, I could have my own kids. And what I didn't know, I didn't know real estate at that time, mm-hmm. um, but the amount of teaching that I get uh, when I'm working with my clients and now owning a brokerage, I get to fulfill that mm-hmm. even more. Mm-hmm. Right? Coaching and mentoring is one of my favorite pieces. And so I, I get to have that teaching piece pulled into my real estate world. but. So I nannied all through college because I love kids. And uh, (laughs) as I was approaching, kind of in the middle of my junior year, I really knew I needed to start building a resume. I need to have some experience outside of, I had some retail experience and nanny experience. And so thinking through, what I I also know about myself is when I'm passionate about something, it, it really radiates to other people. And so... In marketing, I wanted to make sure what I was going into a, a facet of marketing that I did care about. So whether that had to do with fitness or kids or my faith or something like that, just kind of thinking through different things. And I was um, my be- my best friend's dad had actually come to St. Thomas for school too, and we were walking between classes and having a conversation. And the real estate conversation came up, and as we were walking and. So I thought, I'm going to reach out to Steve and ask him a little bit about real estate, get some advice, and I've you know, had an interest in that as well. My parents did move around a lot when I was growing up. I love interior design. Not going <laughs> to yep. sit here and say so I love fun. HGTV and so I want to sell houses that didn't uh, even exist back then. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. There's so much more to it. But 
Um, and so, so I, Kimmy and I were having this conversation, and I called her dad, and then he put me in contact with his broker at the time. Ended up speaking with her, asking her if my senior year should I double major? I'm interested in an internship. What should I do? And she said, go to ProSource and get your real estate license. So I did. <laughs> Twenty years old, it was like okay, Good that for you. like a great thing to do. Great so age between to get. kind of junior and senior year, I got my real estate license, and then called her right before I started my senior year of college and said, "I'm licensed. What are the opportunities?" And she said, "You can put your license on ice. You can become a licensed assistant, or you can sell real estate." So there wasn't really a whole lot of internships in real estate at that time. I think it's a little bit more common now. I mean, we hire intern, interns at the brokerage, but, um, and so just my personality, I definitely wasn't going to put it on ice, and yeah. I didn't think I wanted to start as a licensed assistant, so I just jumped in my senior year of college. So I, I did full-time school that year and jumped into the real estate world, and it was really perfect because by the time I graduated that year, I had built up a base that my income was in line with where my girlfriends and you know my classmates were getting job offers. And so I was able to kind of take those first nine months to figure out how to build a business mm-hmm. from the ground up and not have some of the pressures that I would have had I even started nine months later. So what would you say contribute to your success in that of what makes made you like an awesome real estate agent, but also like if you also think of it as if someone, an advisor comes in and you're giving a piece of advice, what would mm-hmm. you say that would be? So what I know about myself is I am going to work hard at anything I do. If I'm going to do it, I I want to do it all the way. And so I knew right from the beginning that if I was going to choose real estate, you know, you have to do something. Mm-hmm. I was barely 21. I got licensed a few days after turning 21. And so my friends were not buying houses. Yeah. So my phone was just ringing. And it was that, you know, towards the end of 2005. And so as we all know, and to that kind of, that was the start of a downturn, especially Mm -hmm. 2006, 2007. So I've always had to work at it. I wasn't jumping in, in this market where my phone was ringing off the hook. Mm -hmm. Um, Real estate was just selling all over the place. It was, a time where you had to be really intentional. I And I really appreciate my business degree and my marketing management degree f- for this piece is, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in college, you have to create fake business plans and you yeah. have to, mm-hmm. you know, do all these different projects. And so um, I was coming off of a time in my life where studying and working hard and, you know, whether it was sports or academics or whatever it was, you were all in all the time. And so... The work ethic was there, the motivation was there, and it was just kind of, you know, some of it was absolutely trial and error. Are there things that you're going to do when you start any any career like this that you're going to fall flat on your face or aren't going to work and you're going to do something else? Absolutely. But the key is that you just have to do something. When we're sitting down with new um, potential advisors or, or people who are thinking about getting a real estate license in general, and they'll say, they'll ask us, you know, about success or you know what's this going to look like in a year and and we'll just kind of look back across the table at them every time and say you are the one when you look in the mirror in one year whether you are successful or whether it's failed the person staring back at you in that mirror is going to be the one responsible you can absolutely 
pick a brokerage and a support system to set yourself up for success and put yourself in the right place to be Mm -hmm. successful. But I could share everything I've ever done with anybody who sits down in front of me, which I'm honestly happy to. Um, But if they don't actually take the steps to do it, Mm -hmm. it's not going to work. So there is, it's, I mean, it's a lot of, and it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be expensive, but you do have to stay motivated and you have to stay persistent because it's not a career that has instant gratification. I love that because one of the things that I say um, all the time too is like at the end of the day, if I can look in the mirror and um, the person's like staring back at me says, yes, I've moved, have, like, I'm always like, have I moved all American title today? And have I moved Lizzie today? And if the person staring back to me is like, oh no, you talk too much and you didn't get a lot of stuff done today. Like you were supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. We water cooler too much today. Um, that then, you know, but that's how I always measure myself on that. So I love that. That's the, um, same thing because it's absolutely right. Because you, there's only like you, right? So when you, when that person stares back at you and it's, and you're like, okay, shoots, Mm -hmm. then in, for me, at least it motivates, well, what am I going to do differently to try to make that change for the next day or make that extra phone call to get that listing or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. We're responsible for everything that happens to you and your Mm -hmm. success. You can have it if you want. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you do, you you have to be resilient and you have to give yourself grace because there are absolutely going to be days Mm -hmm. where you didn't get, you really didn't get anything done. Um, Or what you did didn't feel like it was really successful or didn't work. Um, Or that to-do list that's like 10 things that you put on realistically, you could only accomplish two. And so Mm -hmm. then it's, you know, Mm -hmm. don't be so defeated that the Mm -hmm. other eight did not get accomplished. Yeah, right. I'm a big fan of a written to-do list. Me too. Yeah. It feels so good. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> I know. Check it off the to-do list. So we're all moms here, and I know you. Your life is. I I have two, and I can only imagine what it's. <laughs> I don't know how to have like more. So yeah, that's this what. is what we all want to know: is how do you do it? Yeah. How do you how do you balance it all? Um. What's your What's your tip? Right? Because yeah, yeah. So honestly, the main thing I can and we've already used this word a few times today, but it is passion. It's honestly, it's a passion for all of those choices that I've made or hats that I've decided to wear. I I love all of them. But balance is, and it has always been, honestly, before I had any kids. And then as each one gets added, you know, it's it's kind of restructuring and what does this actually look like? But Mm -hmm. um, it, it is, and I think this is probably true for any mom or dad, no matter what their, their, um, their career path or their job looks like, but it is something that you do have to truly be mindful of and sometimes planful and sometimes say no, whether that's a career thing or a parenting thing or whatever, it's, it is okay to say no. It's okay uh, to give yourself permission to, you know, do the things that you want to do. We, um, a really, uh, one of my best friends recently in a conversation um, one way that he decides kind of how how he chooses what he is or isn't going to do is is putting that thing in front of you. So if it's like a work trip or um, it could just be a listing appointment or showings or um, a coffee with somebody else in the industry or whatever it is, mm-hmm. is it going to actually bring value or is it just another thing? And if that. it's just another thing, it's probably not worth doing. But if it's going to bring value in some way, then it's probably worth saying yes to. 
So, um, and I will also say my village, both at home and at Engel Volkers, is absolutely unbelievable. I certainly wouldn't be able to do it alone. So from support staff to some of my colleagues to, um, you know, my parents, my sister, my grandma, I mean, it's such a group effort. My husband, you know, everybody plays a role in what that actually looks like. But it is really important to me that my kids feel like I'm present, my company feels like I'm present, my clients feel like I'm mm-hmm. present. So mm-hmm. it, it is truly, it's also a kind of by design, but kind of because it's what has to happen. It is mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit of like one day at a time, just right. being present in that day uh, to make sure that you can kind of individualize each of those pieces and really like give this hour that I'm doing this my full time and attention and then this hour that I'm doing something else my time and attention. Do you do one of those things where it's like, okay, so when I get home, I put my phone over here so I'm not like checking it or the, along the lines? Because that's hard in this industry, right? Because Very like hard. everyone um, is call, yeah, calling nights and weekends. So it's very funny. It, it's literally like that four to five o'clock time. You can have everything off of your list and feel like at 3.55, I crushed it today. I'm ready to just go be a mom. And that between four to five is when your phone just blows Doesn't up. stop. <laughs> because yeah. all of your clients are getting off work yeah. and they want to talk to you. And and so it is funny because oh, that, that hour is always so busy no matter how prepared and it's you also feel the, like you are. And then it's also <laughs> when like school gets out that you have to go pick yeah. up everyone. Like, and like it's pick really school, crazy. Pick yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean that's that can be difficult. I've I've honestly have had trial and error in this aspect and different things too. There have been times where it's tried to put my phone down. Um, Trying ex- expectation setting with clients is huge. So it used to be a schedule that I said I am available the full work week and then two evenings a week and Saturdays. But there's going to be two evenings a week and every Sunday that's reserved for my family. And I am a better real estate advisor for you because I have that time to kind of, you know, re-energize. I need a day that I can plan birthday parties, plan trips to the zoo, Mm -hmm. all of those different things. Um, But when you set those expectations, and it's not that if there was something super important going on, I wasn't gonna even look at my phone or pick it up. If we were negotiating an offer from Saturday, absolutely. I'm gonna make sure that that gets taken care of, but I'm not going to be scheduling appointments. I'm not. Filling open houses on my Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Nobody really lists a house on Sunday. So even Saturday is very rare, but I was working Saturday. So mm-hmm. even if it came on the market on Saturday, we could pop out and see it before Sunday. So that was just a really good day of the week that worked really well to do that. Um, uh, I purposely, the only like real answer right now that I have to that <laughs> is I purposely don't have any sort of like smartwatch or anything that if I, I don't have my phone at this table right now for a reason and I do not want a smartwatch so that while we're in the middle of this conversation, I'm feeling it buzz and getting a text and I'm feeling pulled Anxious, to yeah. peek at that. Or yes, yeah, fully pre- how many, being fully present. Fully yeah, present, knowing yes. how many phone calls or texts or emails I'm missing while we're talking would just start to fill you with anxiety, right? So same thing, like last night we had my father-in-law's 70th birthday party. My phone stayed in my purse the entire two hours. It's fine. Yeah. Um, And I I don't have anything on my wrist that's buzzing. That's not against people who have it because I know almost everybody does. (laughs) I don't get it. That's actually a very, very purposeful and conscious decision. Yeah. So. 
Um, oh my gosh, it's like you as it it's just vibrating <laughs> okay, right now seriously? it's like it's so how does that make you feel are you like yeah. oh my god i get no i'm so okay. used to it you're so used to it now, I, yeah and and like for me it's i also love it too i like it because i can look at things and be like okay that doesn't i'm fine like don't i I, I, I don't phone. i don't need to go do that mm-hmm. and really i like it yeah. because i misplace my phone all the time so i hit the buzzer and i make vincent go get it <laughs> i'm always like vincent where is it go find it <laughs> um <laughs> well where can people find you and if they also want to join env you gotta meet their well, core values so right? yes um where can it. people find you um you could, I mean, my Lindsay Bocce Galupo, right? Yes, so Facebook, yes. Uh, I think my Instagram is Lindsay Bocce. Uh, so on any of those places, cell phone is always a good way. We'll I'll put we'll put it all in show notes too. Yeah, perfect. I mean, cell phone and email are going to be the best. It's fun to connect on social media and kind of get to know people a little mm-hmm. bit or see a little bit more of the behind the scenes. But um, in the professional setting, phone calls and emails are great. Uh, I will be totally honest, I'm not the best at texts. They get buried for me when you're driving or when you're having conversations like this and they're just piling up. It's just so hard to keep track of Mm -hmm. that. So Mm -hmm. phone and email. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, It was so lovely having you. It was great to be here. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the All American Dream Podcast. We hope you loved it as much as we did. For more content, please follow us on Instagram at All American Dream Podcast. We look forward to chatting with you soon.